0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM.
1: Brought to you by Special Light in and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. Thanks to some nifty navigation and some help from a local search and recovery company, the St. Joseph Harbor is at least partially open for business. Two ships are in port and unloading cement after navigating the shoals in the St. Joe River Channel Thursday. Assisted by two tugboats and buoys sent by Great Lakes Search and Recovery, the barge and tugboat combination arrived safely Thursday evening. The St. Joseph Harbormaster took to Facebook to say, while it's good news, it does not quite mean the harbor's open. The innovation likely will need another assist to leave the harbor, as would any future freighters. You can stay tuned to WSJM for updates on the story. The Alliance for the Great Lakes is urging everyone to consider the health of the lakes as they prepare to vote in the November 8th elections. Spokesperson Jennifer Caddick tells us there are several Great Lakes issues that the officials you'll be voting for will have to decide. At the federal level, funding for Great Lakes restoration programs, funding for programs to keep invasive species out of the lakes, make sure that our water is safe to drink, and all the way down to local officials. Caddick says that the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative is a major Great Lakes issue. In 2019, it was allocated $300 million per year, but advocates for the lakes are seeking an increase. Decisions that are being made about funding programs, about restoration efforts, about our water infrastructure, getting rid of things like lead pipes, which is a major concern for a lot of communities, those are ultimately connected back to the Great Lakes. Caddick says that you don't have to be an environmentalist to want to support healthy Great Lakes. She notes they have a major effect on industry and tourism. You can get clued in on Great Lakes issues at greatlakes.org by looking at the news section. She notes it's also important to, re- to research each candidate on your ballot. Michigan State Police have announced the purchase of 340 automatic external defibrillators, or AEDs, for posts around the state. Using funding from MSP Vacancies, the agency was able to buy the new equipment for $486,000 Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson with the MSP 5th District in Benton Harbor tells us the AEDs have long been among the equipment in department vehicles and He has personal experience with them. I was at a graduation at and Springs right around 2015, and a gentleman, he fell ill, and I was there present during the ceremony. And I was able to not only administer CPR, but I was
0: able to connect him to an AED, and it helped save his life.
1: Robinson received a life-saving award for that incident. State police say about half the patrol vehicles will now have AEDs with the purchase of the 340 additional units. Robinson tells us most local patrols have them. We received approximately 46 of those devices and spread them out amongst our four posts and our sections that we have members assigned to. Robinson says the 5th District has around 100 troopers and almost all have AEDs in their vehicles. The use of the device is part of a standard MSP training. Pipestone Road at I-94 in Benton Harbor will be closed for a few weeks in November as the Michigan Department of Transportation repairs the eastbound I-94 bridge over Pipestone and removes equipment used to build a temporary lane. The work is all part of the I-94 rebuilding project between Red Arrow Highway and Britton Avenue, separate 2023 and 2024. MDOT says starting Monday, drivers can expect single lane closures on eastbound and westbound 94, while Pipestone Road will be closed and detoured in the area of the highway. The Pipestone detours will take northbound drivers on Pipestone to eastbound 94, westbound Napier, and westbound 94 back to northbound Pipestone. Southbound Pipestone drivers will be detoured over to westbound 94, southbound M139, and eastbound 94 back to southbound Pipestone. The work starting on Monday is expected to continue through November 18th. The project's intended to widen the freeway and improve the driving service. Officials at Huntington Place in downtown Detroit are holding special training sessions for security staff ahead of the November election. General Manager Karen Totaro says the training is aimed at keeping everyone in the center safe, including on election night, when it will again be used to count ballots. We can't really delve into the security plans as much in detail, but... We are looking at all those aspects of what happened in 2020 and how we can work with the team that runs the election piece and runs the ballot counting. You know, how can we help support them? How can we make sure that it's a safe and secure environment for everybody who's in the building working or, you know, overseeing as a challenger or what have you? In 2020, hundreds turned out to what was then the TCF center banging on the windows and shouting, stop the count. That was over claims there was fraud on the part of election workers. Ever since its release this summer, a locally produced film has been racking up awards. House of David, Life Everlasting has been racking up awards at film festivals around the world, with the latest being a Best American Film at the Cannes World Film Festival this week. Producer and House of David Museum founder Chris Siriano tells us he was shocked to see the film selected out of the hundreds of submissions.
0: It's mind-boggling. You know, I, I've been uh, the little guy in my own little museum trying to tell the story for 27 years to each person that walks in. Now the story is being told to tens of thousands and more all over the world, and that just makes my heart swell.
1: Siriano says he's been contacted by production companies from Discovery to Netflix, asking about the House of David story in future episodes. He and filmmaker Rob Bird of South Haven are currently working on the second installment about the House of David baseball team. You can find out how to watch the film at hodfilm.com. And Christmas is still a couple of months away, but Michigan's official tree has been harvested from St. John's. Heath Miller is part of the state's Christmas tree crew. We drive around checking out the nominations they get put in um, every year.
0: And this happened to be a tree we saw about three or four years ago. And it just is, it was a little bit short then because our requirement is that the tree is
1: 60 feet tall. So as the tree grew and we watched it over the last two or three years, um, we kind of got um, permission to be able to take the tree Miller says the Blue Spruce was donated by Mary Ann and Caitlin Beck. It'll be up set up at the state capitol and decorated for Silver Bells in the City, which is held November 18th. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Police in San Francisco are currently investigating a violent assault on speaker, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, by, by an unidentified person who broke into the couple's San Francisco home early today. That's according to the Speaker's spokesperson, more from he's Karen Travers with President Biden. President Biden spoke to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi Friday morning, calling her to express his support in the wake of the attack on her husband Paul at the Pelosi's home in San Francisco. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said in a statement that the president is praying for Paul and the whole Pelosi family, and he's glad to hear that a full recovery is expected. Jean-Pierre went on to say in the statement, quote, the president continues to condemn all violence and asks
0: that the family's desire for privacy be respected. Karen Travers, ABC News. Washington.
1: An intruder attacked the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi with a hammer in the couple's home early today, searching for the Democratic leader and shouting, where is Nancy? Where is Nancy? Police were called to the home to check on Paul Pelosi about 2 30 a.m. when they found the 82 year old and the suspect, David DePape both grabbing onto the hammer. San Francisco Police Chief William Scott says DePape yanked it from Pelosi and began beating him before he was subdued. Speaker Pelosi was in Washington at the time of the attack. The shouts were a chilling echo of the chants during the U.S. Capitol insurrection when rioters searched through the halls for her. Meanwhile, leaders in Congress now condemning the attack on Speaker Pelosi's husband. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says he reached out to Pelosi and is, quote, horrified and disgusted. The top Republican in the Senate is also speaking out, reports ABC's Justin Finch.
0: Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell posting on social media that he's horrified and disgusted by reports that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, was violently assaulted at the couple's San Francisco home overnight while the Speaker was not home. McConnell says he's grateful to hear Paul Pelosi is on track for a full recovery and that law enforcement, including the Capitol Police, are investigating. Investigators are now looking Into what prompted the early morning break in and assault, the suspect is now in police custody. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
1: U.S. Department of Homeland Security officials under former President Donald Trump compiled intelligence dossiers on people who were arrested at Black Lives Matter protests in Portland, Oregon. That's according to a newly redacted internal review. When the baseball cards on protesters were being compiled, some DHS intelligence analysts voiced concerns over the legality of collecting intelligence on protesters who've been arrested for minor infractions since they appear to have little to no connection to domestic terrorism. The DHS report says some of the employees even refused to participate. The report was obtained by U.S. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon. There's a new study on the fate of essential workers during the pandemic. Morph, maybe sees Derek Dennis.
0: A startling statistic on COVID-19's impact on essential workers. CDC researchers say as a result of their occupations, they were two times more likely to die from COVID in 2020 than the greater population. Researchers looked at people ages 16 to 64 in almost every state and New York City. Police officers, firefighters, correctional officers, security guards, and those working in hospitality and food service industries had the highest COVID-19 death rate in 2020 nearly twice the overall rate. Derek Dennis, ABC News.
1: The White House has showered attention on the Keystone State, President Joe Biden's birthplace, in the final run-up to the November 8th elections, with him returning today for his 15th visit, since he took office and officials preparing for a third visit in as many weeks next week. The open Senate seat in the Commonwealth has, for months, been the most likely uh, pickup opportunity for Democrats in the evenly divided Senate, but... As prospects darken for Democratic incumbents elsewhere, a win in Pennsylvania is becoming an even more urgent insurance policy for a White House clinging to Senate control. Meanwhile, a political heavy hitter, has gone to Georgia to try and swing the state's tight Senate race there.
0: Former President Obama in Atlanta to campaign for Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock as he battles to keep his Senate seat against Republican former football star Herschel Walker. Obama's popularity outweighing even the endorsement of current President Biden. Democrats are hoping he has a huge impact. They are going to the mattresses by bringing their toughest, most impactful surrogate Obama to the peach state. ABC News political reporter Brittany Shepard. Recent polls show Republicans gaining ground in races across the country Country ahead of the midterms less than two weeks away. Derek Dennis, ABC News.
1: Elon Musk is taking control of Twitter after a protracted legal battle and months of uncertainty. The question now is what the billionaire Tesla CEO will actually do with the social media platform that he bought for $44 billion. Musk gave a hint about where he's headed in a tweet this afternoon. He wrote, no decisions on content or reinstating of suspended accounts will be made until a, quote, content moderation council is in place. He wrote, the council would have diverse viewpoints. Major personnel shakeups are widely expected, with Musk ousting several top Twitter executives Thursday. All of them got golden parachutes. A fourth confirmed his departure in a tweet. And singer Jerry Lee Lewis has died at the age of 87. Here's ABC's Matt Wolf. I'm on the- Baby. Known as the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis hit it big in the late 1950s with his wild, flamboyant piano
0: pounding style and hits, including Whole Lot of Shaking Going On and Great Balls of Fire.
1: You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. But his career
0: nearly derailed when it was discovered he'd married his then 13 year old cousin, the third of seven marriages. He weathered that controversy and others, eventually becoming a successful country music artist. Lewis was inducted
1: into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1986 and the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2022. Matt Wolf, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.